This is the Motion Martial Arts Podcast. In this episode, we discuss martial arts films again, but we specifically talk about some recent trends we've noticed in martial arts films over the last few years. And we go a little bit into a deeper dive on the John Wick film series. Thanks for listening. What's up, everybody? Hey. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do an interesting episode today. We're gonna talk about the John Wick uh, movies, the John Wick franchise, um, and the reason why we chose the John Wick franchise is that I think, in both of our opinions, it's one of the more realistic uh, martial arts slash action movies that is out there. Um, I think I I personally feel like it's one of the most realistic that I've seen. The other things that sort of jump out to my mind that sometimes portray a lot more realistic sort of fighting style uh, is Jackie Chan movies tend to, for Mm -hmm. the most part. Um, Jackie Chan gives you an interesting mix because you get a lot of like the stuntman, you know, like like acrobatics too, but then you also get a lot of legit martial art type stuff. Yeah, and and, and the thing, reason for the thing with him that I've always felt, because I, Jackie Chan is, is definitely something that I, Growing up, I was a massive Jackie Chan fan. Yeah, man, Rush Hour. He was actually really doing those stunts himself, and he would do tons of crazy things to make it more realistic. We'll probably have to do a Jackie Chan episode at some point. Absolutely. But in my mind, when I think of martial arts films, and that's really what we're talking about right now, not just any action film, uh, I feel like Jackie Chan and then the John Wick films have done the best job of representing a sort of realness to it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure as a jiu-jitsu guy, too, you know, you see something that hasn't been too long that we've seen a lot of jiu-jitsu in movies. And a lot of time, the grappling... Th- I remember yeah. the first time that I saw it was, um, at least I recognized it, was in a movie called Oblivion, a sci-fi flick um, starring Tom Cruise, you know, the triangle yeah, I don't joke. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I know yep. that... I remember in one of the more recent Bonds, but now that when I'm saying recent, it's probably eight years old yeah, or yeah. something like that, there was, there was a triangle choke on top of a train... There's some, it's it's like a Chinese martial arts film, and I can't remember the name, but it's got one of the guys who's who's post Jackie Chan era guys who's very popular. Maybe Donnie, what's his name? Donnie Yang. Mm-hmm. Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was there, in Star Wars recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one film yeah. that I saw of his that had a bunch of crazy stuff, but it was so over the top. Like the guy was completely heel hooked and like had his leg ripped apart, and he got up and walked a second later. Just. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, let's not go too deep in the hole because we've had sort of conversations before about uh, the influence of, you know, TV shows and movies on martial arts and what people believe is real or fake. But yeah, uh, I, I do agree that the John Wick thing does have more grappling than I think we've seen in other things, but it's just overall... Sure. Period. Because there's a ton of striking stuff in yeah, there, yeah. and there's judo, and there's just a, a total blend of a bunch of martial arts. It's almost like the M- first time you see almost like an MMA style in a mainstream American movie. Yeah. Um, and then there's also weapons in there, which again just brings more of a realness to it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And before we talk about some of the negative aspects of it, as far as the John Wick's films, the unrealistic side of it. Let's you know talk maybe more about the realistic thing, which is 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 that which is that we've now sort of established that probably the best fighting style is a combination of things. 
is a combination of grappling and striking. Yep. Striking, and then if you add a real life element to it, you have to have something to do with weapons. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the John Wick films did a great representation of what it, a person would actually need, versus like something like the Rambo films, where you're like, dude, I, like I don't know how does Rambo actually even know how to fight? I've seen all those movies before, but does he actually know how to fight? Like, I don't know if he actually knows how to fight. It seems like Rambo just knows how to shoot people with guns and yeah. carry around a gigantic knife, you know? Yeah. And, and the funny thing about the Rambo films is, is I don't know how many people are aware of this, but the, the Rambo films are actually based off a book called First Blood. And I First, know that, yeah. First Blood is actually uh, like an anti-war book. And that's why if you watch the first... Rambo film, which is just called First Blood. First Blood is more it's it's not doesn't have the over the top violence in it. Right? So he is home from I think the Vietnam War, right? Yeah. And he's trying to just, you know, go get a meal in town and he's viewed and looked down upon because he's one of the guys who was a part of the Vietnam War, which is realistically what was going on in that time period, you know, yeah. for lots of people. Absolutely. And he sort of just goes into the town and the cops are like, you're not welcome here because you're a Vietnam War vet. And they drop him off to the town and he's like, well, I just, in his mind, he's like, I, I just wanted some food. So he just walks back into the town and then he gets arrested. The cops start kind of abusing him and then it triggers him and then he kind of retaliates in self-defense. And then there's a manhunt by the police to bring him in. But the ultimate thing is that his, like, general or whatever gets him on the phone and is like, you're not at war anymore. So it's like almost like First Blood is more of a piece on, like, post-traumatic stress disorder, the realities of going to war, the reality that these soldiers have of trying to be a part of society, the way that they were kind of looked down upon from people. Yeah. If you put yourself uh, in that time frame of when that movie was released, you'll see that it's... It, there's, it was very hard hitting and very realistic for a large amount of people. Absolutely. If yeah. you talk to anybody who lived through that time period, particularly if they were military and kind of the, what was happening is they were coming home and how they retreated. Yeah. Um, Didn't get a hero's welcome. Yeah. Like veterans from other wars. And yeah. that is, you know, something that knowing very, I'm not an expert at all about post-traumatic stress disorder or, you know, the things that, that soldiers go through when, they see combat, but you know, it's like, well, no matter what your position might be on something like the Vietnam war or any of the wars that the United States has been involved in since yeah. then, you know, it's like, yeah, I, at least I feel like you got to have some respect for, you know, just what it, what it takes for a person to go and do that. And there's actually a book I read in a movie too called Jarhead. That was uh, yeah, yeah, about that. that. That was good. That was a good one. <clears throat> But yeah, pretty much, I mean, so they took that, and then I think when they first released First Blood, the big 80s action movie craze hadn't started yet, so it hit yeah. after that. And then they released the second Rambo, which is called Rambo First Blood Part 2. So the first movie doesn't even have Rambo in the title, it's just called First Blood. Yeah. But then they're like, well, why don't we, like, at that point, they had this idea in their head that they need to push Sylvester Stallone, the action star. Because, like, the same thing can be said about those Rocky films. Those Rocky films, while while the, the Rocky films in the first Blood movie fit into the action genre, they're really almost more dramas and very realistic. 
Like it's almost like it's almost like biopics without being an actual biography of a person. I would say the, the first Rocky, especially. Yeah, yeah. you know, I it, think it, that the the preceding ones turned a little bit more of into. Of course, like, yeah, 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 and that's like kind of that. what happened with the Rambo thing yeah. too. Is that somebody saw saw it and was like, "Hey, we should make you into an action star." So then the second Rambo film, which is Rambo: First Blood Part Two, is just an over the top <laughs> things blowing up, people getting shot. So to me, like. That is kind of like what the American action star had was modeled after. Same thing if you look at like Schwarzenegger. Let's take Predator. Sure. Like uh, yeah. you know, like it's all about the guns and the grenades, the and muscles, the explosions, <laughs> and big muscles, without ever really showing anybody with anything that resembles the ability resembles the ability to fight. I can't remember the name. Of, is it Commando? Maybe that's another one of the Schwarzenegger ones. Yeah. So same problem. Like, I, I think Schwarzenegger is like the epitome of that, you know, like eighties, nineties action movie star. He's just yeah, always I mean, the one like, I'll like, think like of. Like that's that's kind of the whole. In and you look at American action films in general, it's always been very little based off somebody actually dis, displaying anything that resembles having any knowledge of fighting. Sure. Oh yeah, and if you compare like Bruce Willis, same yeah. thing with the Die Hard movies. Again, yeah. it's always been about if you look at American films, guns. That, I mean, Guns, muscles. And, and, and I, I, I actually like to me that I love those those movies. I yeah, yeah, that's fun. Eighties, eighties, yeah. early nineties, mindless action films that yeah. are just fun and stupid. No storylines, just about explosions and bullets and craziness. No real storyline. No moral, like sort of like, hey, this is the moral code at the end of it. It's just like let's just blow up a bunch of things because it looks cool. Yeah. But again, that's not displaying anything that's realistic. So to get more now back to the John Wick thing, the John Wick thing, the thing that stood out to me is that it took sort of the vibe that you see if you've watched more of like the action films that happen in the Asian part of the world. Yeah. Like China, Japan, Taiwan, Korea. There's always been something that's much more realistic about the products that they produced as far as fighting. Like they're trying to showcase a fighting style. That is actually a realistic fighting style for them. Yeah, martial arts, I think, especially in previous decades of Western films, was just kind of like tacked on to yeah. the already established action movie, you know, kind of um, formula. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. I think that even if you're going back talking about like Bruce Lee, of course, you know, with martial arts having a more central role a lot yeah. of the time. I don't know. You, you ever seen Old Boy? I don't think I have, no. You haven't? Oh, I'd suggest it. It's a very right. good movie. And that is actually a pretty interesting portrayal of martial arts in that movie, too. But, um, but I mean, I, I think back, so again, going through that, again, 80s action film and the martial arts thing. So Bruce Lee kind of was the person who kind of introduced the martial arts as a movie format in the United States. Yep. Uh, so then they tried to make movies like American Ninja. Yeah. But there's no actual, if you, I've watched that movie multiple times, there's actually no real martial arts in American Ninja. And, and we can have an argument over how, if ninjutsu is an actual martial arts style for another episode. But it is because there's people that practice it. So it's, it has, whether, whether it's authentic or not, or actually, so, so, but it is a, technically it's a martial arts style, you know, uh, if you guys check out videos of ninjutsu, you, you're probably going to be disgusted. But so no, no offense to anybody who maybe practices it, but it's it's it doesn't seem that it's very effective or realistic. But again, that's what Americans 
making martial arts movies was. It was stuff like that. So to me, you see the John Wick franchise. To me, the John Wick franchise was borrowing from the Asian style martial arts films, which had oh, much, definitely. More, yeah. much more realistic thing. It was showcasing actual fighting styles. It wasn't all about just guns and explosions. Well, yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because you know, when you think about like that stark transition, if you compare like the Stallone and Schwarzenegger, like, you know, type action movie to John Wick. Yeah. It's, you know, night and day difference between what, you know, is considered a action movie star, you know, today rather than back then. And there was a transition with it too. Like, I don't know if you like the Bourne movies. Oh yeah, actually, I, all, I love really those good. movies. Really good. All three of them with Matt Damon are really good movies. The first one is one that I'll always be particularly fond of. You know, especially it came out when I was younger. I remember watching it over and over again. But you know, again, I, I wouldn't say that the Bourne movies had a very realistic portrayal of martial arts, but it was. It definitely looked more like like what you see in a lot of martial arts training specifically yeah, influenced so, from like wing chung like the trapping you know kind of so i i definitely felt like so in my opinion the bridge to get us to the point of john wick being able to be a successful film in the united states is yeah. the Bourne movies and the christopher nolan batman movies oh yeah, yeah. but my critique of those is that there is something off about the way those fight scenes are filmed. Oh, yeah. That, like... And I've I, I never been able to put my finger on it because I'm, I'm not much of a movie person, to be honest. But, uh... Like, it's almost like they're very deliberately filming it from a certain angle and perspective. Yeah. Where it, like, is eliminating some of the realism, realism of well, what Well, I could tell... Well, from a striker's perspective, it could be, like, the overall... Like, so... Early martial arts, kind of in, in, in Hollywood, was like karate, kickboxing type stuff. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then I'd say that the Bourne movies were kind of a big one where it started showing what's called trapping, which is like, if anybody's at all familiar with Wing Chun, it's the idea of, you know, like hitting an arm out of the way and then punching yeah. and then all that stuff. But the way that it was actually put to one of my, one of my teachers described it with um, the Bourne movies specifically, as he said, it's like... The, it turns into like a trapathon where <laughs> the reality of trapping is like you're in close range and like yeah. maybe your arms kind of like clash. So you deflect an arm so you can get a shot in. Yeah, yeah. And then if we're talking about realistic combat, it's kind of like you might get a couple of shots in, but then you kind of are going to transition to like grappling yeah. range with it pretty quickly. Whereas in like the Bourne movies, it's like I... I do a trap and strike and then that guy, and then you're then then the bad guy does a trap and strike back and then you just go back and <laughs> forth like that like infinitely where you're just trapping forever. And it um I think that it was also what you're talking about like the shaky camera angles with them trying to get it a little bit more up close. Yeah, like it almost felt like they wanted you to have the feeling like you were the person that was there. Yeah. Or I, like being the person who was getting attacked. And well, I, I think I feel it, that same thing with the bat like I've I've I I think those Christopher Nolan Batman films are the best Batman movies we're probably ever going to get, but I, I, I don't know how good they actually are. <laughs> I, have, I have mixed feelings about them, but like I look back at them and I've rewatched them and I'm like, 
there's actually not a lot of action in these films. No, yeah. And there's not a lot of fight scenes in the ones that there are. It's more story-driven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're like, you're like the, the action scenes where you have, you, you can't even really tell what's going on. Man, my favorite is always Batman Begins. I love that movie. That's yeah, a yeah, great I, movie. So Everybody think, always likes The Dark Knight, but I really think Batman Begins so is the best Batman movie. I, I, I think that the first two are definitely the better. The third one, I, I'm, I, I fell asleep in the movie theater, but there's more to that story because I was in between a tour of Europe and Australia and I was only home for four days and I went and saw the movie in that four days that I was home. So I was just jet lagged and I just fell asleep in, in, in the seat. But I went back and rewatched it later and I was like, yeah, this still isn't good. I was like, like you're trying to cram too much of a time frame into a short period of time and none of yeah. it makes sense. Uh, yeah, the pacing with Batman Begins is but, definitely better. Yeah, like I, I mean, there's a bunch of weird, wacky stuff with this, those films. Like the the Batman voice is just absolutely awful. Yeah, that's true. But I thought I thought that they hand, I personally just thought they handled Ra's al Ghul pretty well. I thought that was a good that was a good you know like um, adaption of the character. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and then the Dark Knight, uh, the Joker. And sure, the yeah, Heath Ledger was great. Both are both. Yeah, but I felt a little bit like, and this wasn't this I think was due to to Heath Ledger's death. More than anything else, but I think I always felt that Two Face was kind of crammed into the end of that movie too, and I could be wrong, but like yeah, I, mean, I was sitting there thought about it that I was. think that the way that that movie was supposed to end was with Harvey Dent still in the hospital with the burns, and then he maybe the third Batman movie would be have a two like I just thought Two Face would have yeah, been would would have de- could have deserved could have had his own movie. So you know, so probably but, probably there yeah. was different plans, but I mean this, this these things sadly happens like Absolutely. the Crow movie, which I absolutely love. Uh, you know, Brandon Lee died while they were filming that, so then there's things that they had to go back and change a little bit. Which, I don't know, have you ever read the Crow comic book? No, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, what's, so, it's almost like a completely different story. Yeah. For one, but the... So, I, I love the Crow movie, but the Crow comic book is significantly better, but the whole reason why the Crow comic book exists is because... The guy who wrote the book, his, I believe it was his fiance, was hit and run by like a drunk driver. Oh. And, and like he, the guy who wrote it, had something. Something happened to him that was weird, and he couldn't. He he couldn't drive. I don't remember what what the reason is. And he asked her to come pick 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 him up, and then she got hit and run. So he felt responsible. So he kind of used the story of. A, a guy losing his the love of his life because the, the comic book is way darker and it's also a completely different story he kind of used that as a way to sort of let go of the pain and the guilt he was feeling I'll let you borrow it man it's good yeah. everybody should read it too yeah. but yeah like those, those things happen but you know again getting back to the John Wick stuff I just I feel like the way it's shot it, it it's shot so you can actually see everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's realistic in the sense that he's using techniques that are a hodgepodge of the best things from multiple styles, mm-hmm. including weapons. You see him getting hurt. He's not invincible. All those things to me make it the best. Sure. Uh, I definitely agree it's a much more realistic portrayal. And, you know, the other thing is, I was just, this just kind of thought just kind of occurred to me, but it was like, you know, again, I'm thinking about like the Stallone and, Schwarzenegger type action movie stars that it was almost like you know like 
action movie stars looked like professional wrestlers back then. You know what I mean? Whereas for sure with John Wick, (laughs) it's very much that like action movie stars look like MMA fighters now, you know? So I think it shows that cultural shift a little bit where I think that just as, as a, as a society, I think we have a little bit of a better understanding of martial arts and even, you know, kind of what real fighting is like because of MMA. And that's of course going to, affect the way movies portray it you yeah well the thing is is also with keanu reeves keanu reeves is the most like unusual action star of all time it's yeah, not like definitely. john Wick's yeah. thing is the first action movie he's he's done you know yeah he's been in the matrix and speed and other things uh he just kind of honestly just looks like a guy which is everybody who's listening to our podcast probably trains so you guys know how many people just come in and you're like oh this just looks like a guy and they're a, yeah. a monster and then somebody comes in who looks like they're a world beater and then you're, you're like oh this world beater isn't really yeah he isn't a bodybuilder yeah I mean, he looks like <laughs> it was guys in good shape of course you know he's definitely athletic but so my problem with it still though is that it's ultimately it's a movie yeah. so because it's a movie they have to do what every movie does with the uh the hero and they make they give the hero superman syndrome pretty much mm-hmm. which is like i don't care how much of a a monster you are how much you've trained the thing is is that the john wick is going against other trained people mm-hmm. but like even if it was a bunch of untrained people the this thought that across three movies somebody's going to have the ability to just by themselves be repeatedly injured and take out 400 different people is <laughs> sure. not realistic it's no, not yeah not at all uh, it's you know, it's I talk about this book fairly often in this podcast, but um, you know, Meditations on Violence by Rory Miller, great, great book. I would suggest any martial artist read it. But he he talks about um, how Hollywood really brainwashes us and makes us and affects the way that people think about combat, like what combat yeah. is like. You know, we've talked about this before on this podcast before. The other thing about people getting knocked out. And then it's like a, in a movie, like if somebody gets knocked out, it's like a video game. Like that, that, that character just now ceases to exist. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the reality is somebody gets knocked out like, you know, like 10 seconds later, they're back on their feet, which is what you <laughs> see often in combat sports. Yeah. Of course, there's degrees of knockout. You know, some people get knocked out and they're on the ground for a, a while longer. But what's very common is that, you know, you knock somebody unconscious and then you walk away. They're going to be back up on their feet and able to attack you in a short period of time. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, again, I think I've never heard the term Superman syndrome with that before, but I think it's a good term for it, that it's like, it's very much, even though, and acknowledging that the John Wick movies definitely do a better job of showing. And, and you know, it's something that the recent Bond movies have done as well, yeah. that like do a better job of showing that, you know, like the characters can get injured and they do get hurt and, you know, it stays around, yeah. but still at the same time, it's a, like they acknowledge that reality, but they don't portray it very realistically when like the reality is this, anybody who's trained for a long period of time that, you know, even, even what all, even what at the end of the day is like a relatively minor injury is still something that can set you back for a while and, 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 do a lot to negatively affect your performance. So it's just kind of unavoidable. Movies are for entertainment. You know, it's like if you have a movie where, you know, 
your 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 hero gets shot and then the rest of the movie is him recovering in a hospital bed for six months <laughs> you know after that it just doesn't doesn't work very well yeah i was trying to look up some of these jackie chan movies right now that i, I watched later years ago obviously i was trying to find one specific police story one but i can't remember which police story one it is but I don't know if this this will trigger any memories for you, but there's one where like he's on like a skyscraper somewhere and it's got a ridiculous like deep slant and he actually like ran down the side of the building. Yes, I have definitely seen and that. And he like movie. actually really did it. And there, there's another crazy scene where like he he like crashes a, a car and it's the car sideways and he like drives down an alleyway. Like he really was doing those scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool stuff. I forget. I got really into Jackie Chan after I saw Rush Hour 2 in theaters. And that was right around when I started doing karate. It was like, I will always love that movie. Yeah, so I'm a little older than you. So I actually, I I got into Jackie Chan when the first kind of like transitioned. Because a few years before that is when he had like the first one that kind of made it to the U.S. Which was the first strike. Oh, okay. It wasn't the first Rush Hour. But like the thing is, is like that was a translation still. But Mm -hmm. it was like actually like... I remember it being like, oh, Jackie Chan is going to have a film that's actually released in, in, in the United States. I remember seeing things about him. I was like, oh, who's this guy? And I remember seeing First Strike yeah. and being blown away with First Strike. And then there was another one I saw called Mr. Nice Guy. And then I yeah. went back and started looking at things like Drunken Master and, yeah. you know, like going to the video store when that was still a thing. Drunken Bronx Master. Tale. Yeah. Uh, the police stories and stuff like that. Oh, wait, there was the one that... Was the the building scene you're talking about in the tuxedo? That wasn't a very good Jackie Chan. So movie, the one I'm talking yeah. about is in one of the police stories. Oh, okay, it's one. Of the I know it is in yep. one of the police stories. But there's also I, I've I've mentioned this. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I've referenced it all the time. There was some crazy documentary I saw on Jackie Jackie Chan years ago, yeah. and they were showing him and talking about lots of his stunt work, and he like. He's like, everybody usually used these ropes to tie people so they can do like these unrealistic floating jump kicks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I'm using them so it forces me to fall for real and I really have to break fall so it looks more realistic. Yeah. Anyway, I guess just to wrap things up. So um, everybody's obviously at home and you have time. So, so in my opinion, these are, these are some movies that I would recommend checking out. I'm just going to give three. Um, or three franchises to check out or whatever. So I would say if you guys are interested in martial arts movies, I would recommend watching the three John Wick films if you haven't seen them yet. I think yeah. that, that would definitely be something worth watching. Um, I think the police stories uh, films by Jackie Chan are totally worth watching as well. I think that that's very important to watch. And then uh, we're, we'll pr- I think next time we're, we're going to kind of have a, a deep dive into Bruce Lee. Yeah, which maybe we're gonna enrage some people because I think Dan and I have some of the same opinions <laughs> of Bruce Lee, but I do think that there's something to be said about the importance of Enter the Dragon, so I think yeah. that that's an essential martial arts film. Spoiler: I think Bruce Lee was the ultimate martial artist ever, and I think he would have kicked Muhammad Ali's ass <laughs> if he <they> fought. <laughs> yeah, I would suggest the Rush Hour movies to anyone, and they're yeah, like I don't know. Take the truth, although. Lifelong martial artist. I'm somewhat familiar with martial arts movies. I've never considered myself like a really big martial arts movie fan. And I like Rush Hour is kind of like. Yeah, you consider those martial arts movies. They They're kind of yeah. comedies. Like but, but more, th- yeah, that's that's yeah. the fun thing about it is that it has good humor and like. 
what's his, the guy's name? I don't remember his name. The, the Chris the, Tucker. Yeah, Chris Tucker's kind of doing the, the, the comedy role, and mm-hmm. Jackie Chan as a result gets to kind of showcase his martial arts skill and stunt work. Yep. But also, like, hey, I'm, I'm diverse enough to do some sort of jokes thing and kind of be like the, the yeah. you know, the color guy that kind of throws in a little humor here or there that adds to it. Sure. Uh, and I think the Bourne movies you said... Yeah, I would definitely too. suggest those two. And again, not really martial arts. There's martial arts in those movies, but you know, it's not something like Enter the Dragon where martial arts is kind of like a central part of the movie and part yeah. of the plot. But the Bourne movies just were always... Those will always be some of my, my favorite action movies. Just fun. And you know... It's, it's funny when you see that transition because it goes from like the 80s like karate kickboxing type martial arts fight scene to this like close range like you know Wing Chun type you know martial arts fight yeah. scene. And again, it's like it, I would say that that's more realistic. It still isn't very realistic the way that it portrays fighting in those movies yeah. but it's just fun. And you know because what the, what the Bourne movies did really well is – and it might have to do a lot with the camera angles more than, you know, what the martial arts they're actually doing. But it's also because it was like the fight scenes were filmed so close up and kind of choppy and like the camera is kind of shaky. Yeah. Like it gives you a good feeling of for like the, the how chaotic combat is and yeah. how, you know, like this stuff, everything that's happening is happening so fast that you're not even really able to consciously think about it. You just have to react. And, you know, that's what your training is supposed to serve yeah. you. With it, so I think in that way the Bourne movies were had a much well, more realistic also, portrayal. I also yep. think that if you look at other action films post the first Bourne, you're going to see how many action oh, definitely. films yeah. ripped off that model. Sure. Which, which is, I mean, you see it time and time again. I, like I personally, going back to the Jackie Chan thing, because this this is people people that for me are kind of like when I was watching movies that independent for the first time, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, like fourteen, fifteen, Jet Li was the yeah. Counter to, to uh, Jackie Chan. Sure. I hated Jet Li. Yeah. And most of the stuff that I found of Jet Li was the stuff that Jackie Chan was kind of rebelling against, which was like, "Hey, we're gonna tie these strings to you and kind of set it in like yep. feudal China and have these flying jump yeah. kicks through the air." And yeah. then you saw that Jackie Chan crossed over. So then somebody was like, "Well, Jet Li's the big star from that market too. So let's get him." And then you saw that. Jet Li sort of started to borrow more from what Jackie Chan was doing than sure. before. But then there's also that movie that was huge from that time period. Was it uh, Dancing Tiger, Flying Dragon, or whatever? Uh, yeah, like Crouching Tiger. Yeah, yeah. I, I never. I saw parts of that movie. I didn't like it because again, it has the stuff that I don't like, which is sure. lots of the over the top, almost like the, the they're yeah. using the ropes and the strings to make people float through the air, which I don't like personally. Yeah, I, I actually I like that movie, but it's again, you know, like not really what I would consider like a much a martial arts movie it was more just like a fantasy movie you know what i mean it's like yeah. it, again took place in you know feudal china and was um more you know i you know, kind of makes me think more like lord of the rings because <laughs> the fighting was like magical almost and a lot of it yeah. was sword fighting and stuff like that but um i don't know when you think about that compared to like you know bruce lee type movies it's yeah. all just you know like martial arts unarmed fighting different stuff but I'm sure everybody has plenty of time to yeah. be watching movies right now. And, so and hopefully if those suggestions are yeah. helpful. If anybody's interested in jumping on uh, this Bruce Lee conversation with us, just reach out to us. We, we can uh, connect with you guys Absolutely. remotely and, and, and have a, a Bruce Lee debate next week. All right. Sounds good. Keep training, everybody.